Hello, I'm Mark, and this is the Fast Track Impact podcast for researchers who want to be more productive and achieve real-world impacts from their research. So today I want to follow on from the strand that I started last week when I talked about imposter syndrome, which is fundamentally about our relationship with work, to dive a little deeper than I have done before into the work I've done on work-life balance, which I published in my recent book, The Productive Researcher. Uh, And essentially what I want to do here is to show you practically, using uh, two representative days from my life, what it looks like to follow the kind of things that I'm talking about in The Productive Researcher. Uh, Now, for those of you who've not read it, um, it's a bit of a a misleading title, I will confess. Um, uh, It's a book, uh, yes, about being more productive, but uh, in order to uh, be able then to be happy producing less and being more. Ultimately, this is a book about work-life balance, it's about reframing that relationship with work. Um, And uh, I really focused on the the thinking tools and and thinking very deeply about that relationship. Uh, And perhaps there weren't as many practical tools as as, as people needed. Um, uh, And I'm going to try and illustrate what this looks like in terms of the the actual day-to-day of an academic role. But I think uh, more problematic than that are the the deeper critiques and and the just the difficulty with which some people find uh, how difficult some people find it to to, to believe. So um, one of the key critiques that I hear on a regular basis um, uh, as I go out and train based on this in universities is, well, yeah, Mark, that's all good for you as a white male middle aged Russell Group professor. Um, but it doesn't look quite as easy from where I stand. Um, uh, and I think that uh, a lot of those critiques are fair enough. Um, uh, and uh, I have tried to explain in the book how uh, I think that uh, there are things that we can all do, whatever our career stage uh, and wherever we are. But of course, uh, if you are in a professional services role, if you're in a postdoc type role, then uh, there'll be less flexibility in what you can and can't say no to, how you can prioritise, reprioritise, fair enough. But there's always stuff that you can do. And for me, that's a fairly easy to critique to overcome, uh, and we can work through examples uh, on the kind of things that you can still do that can really shift things. Um, but uh, but the the kind of the natural advantage role uh, uh, critique is is more challenging, um, uh, and I think that a lot of people, um, especially women in my audience, um, uh, look with with uh, with with quite um, a lot of scepticism at my claims, uh, given the assumption that there must be someone sitting here behind me, uh, a woman they suspect, uh, who is doing all of the hard graft of bringing up my children, so I can um, uh, run around the country doing trainings and um, and and being productive. <laughs> Um, and it's a fair critique, uh, and so uh, this is something that I will address um, uh, in the next uh, revision to the book. So, um, uh, because I self-published it, every thousand copies, um, I can, if I wish, uh, make some minor changes. So, I think I'm going to do something along this line because it's such a, uh, a credible um, but answerable uh, critique. Uh, and the the reality for me is that. Um, Uh, My wife uh, has always had uh, a full-time role. Um, Now, ostensibly, it was part-time, but she worked 36 hours a week um, as as a part-time doctor. Um, So for most people, 36 hours a week is a full-time job. Um, uh, and and that's been uh, ever since we we had children. Um, She took maternity leave, but she went uh, back uh, back to work. uh, And this was uh, unusually challenging um, in terms of uh, me being able to fly around the world doing the stuff that academics do because she was um, uh, in Inverness, which is a fairly long train drive, uh, train ride away from us. So she was away from home three days uh, in a row and three nights um, in a row. Uh, and that meant that uh, for me, usually maximum, I was able to be away for um, two days uh, in a week because when she wasn't there, I was there uh, as the full-time dad, uh, working from home, picking up children from school, taking them to, to clubs, whatever it was that, that had to be done. Um, uh, and so this uh, has changed. Um, she came out of her role uh, in the NHS um, 
when I joined Newcastle, so that's two and a half years ago, something like that. Or was it coming? Three years? Um, uh, so uh, in more recent time, uh, she, she has uh, taken uh, a different role. Um, uh, and that was uh, in part because we weren't happy that uh, so often we were kind of passing ships in the night. The kids would go to bed with one parent, they'd wake up with another, and we thought, yeah, this isn't, this isn't ideal. Uh, but we didn't have uh, lots of babysitters. Uh, it wasn't the option to say, well, I'm going to uh, take um, take some time to go to this conference or be at this important meeting that my funders are telling me I have to be at and also be at a day on a day when my wife was working because, yeah, I mean, I can count on one hand the, the days per year when we did um, get help to do stuff like that. Uh, it just wasn't really an option for us, uh, so much so that um, uh, I, I said no to multiple, multiple things, important things. Uh, and actually, this was part of my training in how to say yes to say no, because I was saying yes to my family uh, in order to say no to my colleagues. Um, and this didn't always go down well, um, especially when these were my funders and others uh, but it taught me that, you know what, when you stick to your guns and you say, look, I have no option, this is a childcare issue, um, uh, I have to be at home these days, I cannot make this meeting, I cannot travel, uh, then uh, it is remarkable how many opportunities uh, came up for me to join via Skype, uh, or how many things were in fact rearrangeable, or how many things actually didn't matter if I wasn't there. Um, uh, so it helped me really get a bit of, uh, a bit of perspective. Uh, the most extreme example of this was uh, when I uh, uh, finished co-authoring a report for the United Nations, um, didn't realise that the small print said that we had to present this at a conference um, to one of the Rio conventions. Uh, it just so happened the conference was in Mexico, um, uh, and I said to these guys, look, here's the bottom line, uh, you're asking me to do this um, at a fairly short notice, and I c I've got these two days, Monday and Tuesday, but Tuesday evening I have to be back because my wife will be leaving Tuesday evening evening to be at her work on Monday morning. Um, uh, so, so there is no choice here. My childcare arrangements mean non-negotiable. I'm really sorry, but I can't make it. Um, uh, and, uh, and so we tried all manner of alternatives. Uh, and in this case, they were undodging. No, you, we want you. And we want you here in person to, to talk to these guys. Um, uh, and and I, I was unmovable in this. Um, uh, and eventually their final parting shot was, so uh, here's your, uh, your air ticket. Um, and we've booked you a flight that gets you back on Tuesday afternoon. Uh, and so I, I, I endured a day trip to, to Mexico. Uh, the point is that, uh, that for many of us, uh, there are non-negotiables because of our context. Um, uh, and, um, and, and for me, that has been a big part of my career as well. Uh, not all of us get the luxury of being able to say yes to all the things we want um, because of natural constraints. Um, and, and I have experienced them uh, myself as well. So uh, let's let's have a look at um, at a at a day in my life, and I'm going to uh, do two days. Today is going to be a day when I'm working from home, so you get a flavour of uh, of what that looks and feels like. Um, and then tomorrow is going to be uh, a day um, working from University of Leeds. I'm a visiting professor there. I've got a few projects there, so uh, I'm there working on stuff tomorrow. Um, uh, and I'm going to draw two themes out of this. Maybe I'll draw some more by the end. But at this point, I'm thinking two themes in particular. Um, uh, and uh, so the first is work-life balance and the the link between work-life balance and mental health. Uh, and I've decided to draw this out explicitly because um, mental health problems are on the rise in the academy. Um, uh, I don't have the research to guarantee that this is a, a, a causal relationship, but uh, we also know that the number of hours people are working are going up, and it doesn't take a lot of intelligence to work out that there's probably a link between the two. Um, I'm also spurred on um, uh, by the the ongoing stigmatization around this, and I think that it's really important to talk about our mental health. Uh, when uh, I was in my former role, uh, my, my last job, um, uh, I, I had some really major problems, um, uh, what you might describe as a, as a mental breakdown. Um, based on a whole lot of just stuff that was happening uh, in my life that I wasn't able to to, to cope with, it pushed me over the edge. Um, uh, and uh, I was allowed to go down to four days a week in order to get treatment to recover. 
Um, and my boss at the time told me, look, don't tell anyone that you're taking uh, a day per week off to do this. Um, I'm giving you permission to do that. Um, uh, but my recommendation is that you don't make this public knowledge. Um, and I said, why? Assuming that people would be upset that I was getting a day off and um, and still on full pay. And she said, no, in my experience, people use things like this against you. Uh, and you don't want to be advertising the fact that, uh, that you're taking time out for a mental health problem. Um, and uh, in my current role, um, I, I just found out last week uh, that uh, I've got a conflict with a colleague. These things happen, uh, uh, sadly, on a regular basis in the academy. Um, uh, and it turns out that uh, as part of this conflict, uh, this uh, this colleague has uh, been saying that uh, I, I am mentally ill. Um, uh, and this is a, a situation where I've just I've drawn a red line. I've said, well, I, I take a zero tolerance approach to certain things. Uh, and in order to uh, to to make that understandable, uh, I'm explaining to this person, well, this is why I have to take a zero tolerance approach. Um, and I explained very briefly in very vague terms uh, that, 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 yeah, this is a vulnerability for me. This is a big issue. Um, and so that's why uh, I'm I'm drawing a line. Um, uh, and and for me, that is entirely legitimate. Um, I think we all can cope with different levels of stressors. Um, and it's important to understand our weaknesses, our vulnerabilities, uh, and to, to be able to say, no, you know what, actually, maybe someone else could take that, but actually I can't. Uh, and I'm saying that at this point, um, no, uh, it, it has to stop. Um, uh, and and the, the, the fact that this is something that, uh, so I'm told, uh, I mean, this is a good colleague of mine who has had this, who knows if it's true or not, but uh, so I'm told. Um, uh, it, it is being used against me uh, effectively to stigmatise me, um, really is pushing me to, to say, you know what, guys, we do need to talk about this. We need to normalise this. It's so prevalent. It's so common. Um, uh, and where I'm at is that actually I've recovered from all this stuff, but I just know that I have vulnerabilities. And so uh, these are the things that I put into my life day to day. I'll give you some examples that keep me healthy uh, mentally, uh, that keep me resilient so that when I do get into a really stressful situation, uh, I'm able to to survive that situation um, and continue uh, in good mental health. <clears throat> so this morning, uh, I'm working from home. And um, uh, this is, uh, as it happens from uh, from my research on my research, uh, sorry, on my uh, work-life balance, uh, this is, uh, I'm going to predict, going to be a, a less productive day in terms of the number of hours spent working uh, than, uh, than normal. Um, uh, but I'm okay with that because it all averages out. So uh, I think I said in a former episode, um, uh, I did a five-week test of this, exactly how much time do I spend working, um, and as if by magic, and uh, this is pretty crazy, but it comes out at 37 hours per week, um, which is what most people are contracted to do for a full-time position. Um, and I was a bit suspicious because I thought, hmm, yeah, I, I work long days when I'm away, and, and I thought I worked more than 37 hours a week. Uh, and it turns out the reason for that is that I, I invest time in myself and my family on the days when I work at home. And I actually work fairly contracted, uh, shorter, shorter days, which makes up for the longer days when I'm away. Uh, so... Uh, this morning, uh, the, the first thing that I did after breakfast was to go for a bike ride. And uh, uh, so for me, exercise is one of the things that I've built in as part of my own uh, resilience uh, in terms of my own mental health, uh, which is really important for me. Uh, so uh, I'm out there on my bike, um, and this is about exercise, but it's also uh, about mindfulness and trying to just empty my mind of all of the random thoughts and plans for the day, or whatever else, to just get to this kind of place of, of peace where I'm just focusing on, yeah, the colour of the fields with the morning sun rising over them, the bird song, the sound of my pedals whirring around, my breathing, yeah, etc, etc. Great. Um... The, uh, <clears throat> I did a, a quick check of my email um, when I got back in, um, just on my phone. Is there anything crazy going on? Uh, it doesn't look like there's anything too mental going on. Cool. Um, so uh, it's nine o'clock now. Uh, I've sent one email to one of my colleagues saying, huh, it looks like we've got two meetings in the diary. What's going on today? Yeah, other than that, I'm leaving my email for now. Um, 
So I, uh, I'm, I'm in my office now. It's quarter past nine, something like that. Um, and uh, I've got a whole lot of things that I need to need to do on the, on my to do list. And uh, I'm asking myself, what is my most important priority? Uh, and actually, uh, for me, this is uh, on a Monday morning. Habitually, I will uh, do my podcast. Um, and this is something I've chosen to do at nine o'clock on a Monday morning to ground me, to centre me, to remind me, um, actually, what is this week about? What I, what am I fundamentally trying to achieve with my career, with my life, um, etc.? And the podcast integrates a lot of stuff for me. Um, and uh, I've had a bit of a hiatus, uh, so yeah, let's do this. Let's do this this morning. I'm caught up enough. I'm never going to be completely caught up. So this morning, I restart my podcast, and this is now. A values-based decision, uh, saying, well, what are the most important things to me? It's this idea of empathy. Um, uh, and how I express empathy through my work is via impact, um, uh, doing research that will actually uh, enable people to do new things, better things, help people, uh, benefit people. Um, and, uh, and of course, through my role as a father, as a husband, um, as part of my family, uh, I enact that, 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 that value of empathy. Um, so, uh, so let's start with something very deeply values-based and, uh, and think about impact. Uh, let's think about it in some quite deep ways that uh, help me make explicit the links between the impact agenda and, uh, and these much broader things that, that, uh, that are actually empowering and, and animating me. Um, so uh, that was meant to be an hour, uh, giving me half an hour to sort out my, my emails. Um, and um, uh, in actual fact, it took me so long to actually prepare the podcast uh, that I ended up going right up to half past when I had uh, a teleconference with some colleagues. So um, still not got to my email yet. Um, I'm quickly finishing my podcast, pressing save as I sign into Skype. Um, only two minutes late, could have been worse. Um, and, uh, and now we're having a chat uh, about uh, a research a research workshop that uh, that we're facilitating together next week in London, going through our facilitation plan. Great. Um, so we're best part of an hour on that, um, and I'm figuring, yeah, if we can finish this call maybe ten minutes early, that gives me um, ten minutes to nail my email before my next call, which is meant to be taken in the car. So we did that. Um, ten minutes. Uh, I'm opening my email, and by this time, I can see that there's been um, uh, a bit of a, a carry on on the email. Um, we've got a, a major grant proposal going in tomorrow. Um, it's what is it? Three quarters of a million pounds, um, and um, and and yeah, I'm the lead for Newcastle. Uh, and someone, people haven't been able to get into the form. Um, there's been some kind of issue and everyone's going mental, going, the deadline's tomorrow, we need to get into the form. And uh, taking a few deep breaths, um, trying to digest uh, rather than just uh, kind of knee jerk and okay, looking like, yeah, it's been sold. Someone's got into the form, uh, disaster averted. Um, they need uh, a copy of my CV. Great. Here's my CV. It looks like everything's under control. If it's not, uh, can you give me a call? Um, uh, so I don't miss this email because I'm about to disappear um, or text me. Um, great. Um, so uh, we uh, moved from that um, into my uh, my phone call uh, in the car. Uh, but actually, you know what? This took 15 minutes rather than 10 minutes. Oops. Uh, I'm now late leaving. I'm going to be late for my appointment. I'm late into my next call. I'm apologising profusely. But you know what? Some of that stuff was important. Uh, but... 15 minutes, uh, yeah, and it looked like most of my colleagues had spent most of the morning, um, uh, and okay, maybe I should have spent some time that morning, I have no idea who had the form, how to get into it, I probably wouldn't have been any help, but hey. Um, um, so 15 minutes rather than all morning, um, and, and I've kind of nailed the worst of my email uh, in the car. This is now a conversation with someone about a new collaboration. Um, I was sceptical. It sounds like they've got something interesting to offer as a win-win. Cool. Um, uh, we're we're going to meet next week uh, in London after my my uh, my, my, my research workshop. Um, uh, so then I get to my appointment, um, and my appointment is with my therapist. So I have uh, a counsellor, and ever since I was depressed. Um, so I forget the, the years kind of uh, blends, but it's been, what, three years or so, um, perhaps more, um, four, uh, since I, I finished antidepressants. Um, I, I recovered from, uh, from depression. 
Uh, but for me, part of my resilience is that every other week um, I spend an hour with a therapist. Um, maybe there's nothing to talk about. Maybe there's something, but I have that in there so that if something scary happens, there's that safety net. I know a few days' time I'll be going to my therapist. I can talk this through. There's that sense of, of continuity. Uh, yeah, uh, there, there's safety there for me. Um, so I'm, I'm there for uh, an hour um, and, and then driving home. Um, so, uh, so that's effectively my, uh, my lunch break. Um, and, uh, during the first part of my journey, so it's a 15 minute journey. I'm, uh, I'm eating my lunch, um, and I'm listening to, uh, an audio version of the Bible and thinking of it. And, uh, and I'm, uh, then, uh, putting, putting on some music. Um, so I have some fairly questionable taste. I will, I will confess. So uh, I put on the latest, uh, release by Autacker, uh, which is a, uh, a fairly, yeah, um, it's industrial, experimental techno, uh, I guess, but, uh, to most people, it just sounds like noise. Uh, but for me, this is a great way of staying awake uh, while I'm driving. I did have an entirely full night's sleep, but I was beginning to feel sleepy uh, post-lunch, maybe, um, uh, and and meditative. So now I'm using all of my concentration as I drive to listen to that music, to pick out the rhythms and the tunes, because it's not easy to find them. Um, and in that meditative state, getting to that place where I'm emptying my mind, I'm being mindful of my body, of just... Yeah, um, not constantly planning what's happening next, what's going to, oh, what's in my email, uh, that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm arriving home fairly chilled. Um, and back home, um, I, I'm straight in the door and um, it's my job to make tea tonight. Um, so before I come up to record uh, this podcast, I, um, um, I, I'm, I'm fixing tea. Uh, so uh, I've done all the, the basic prep. Um, and made myself a cup of coffee at the same time, and uh, and then that's me uh, up to my office, checking my email again just to see anything crazy going on, uh, sending a couple of quick replies uh, uh, from my phone. Um, and uh, the goal is, uh, I'm looking at my, at my watch now, in three minutes' time, I need to be downstairs if I'm going to get dinner on the table. Uh, we're having it at four o'clock uh, tonight, so um, uh, I'm also already regretting having my, a late lunch on my way home in the car. Um, uh, and, and then we're taking kids to various clubs and, and such like, so uh, work will be finishing in three minutes. Um, and, and that is precisely, I'm going to guess, two minutes um, for me to uh, zap through uh, any other emails that are looking uh, scary um, and send any holding emails to any other ones that, uh, that need dealing with to say, I'll get back to you tomorrow morning um, before nine o'clock because I know I'm getting up early. And that is where I'm going to talk to you again. So I'm now uh, recording this from the car on my way from home uh, into the airport. It is quarter past six and I am reflecting on the day ahead. Uh, so I've worked out that I've got um, about six hours between when I arrive at the airport and, uh, and my meeting. And that's a, a chunky amount of time. So uh, I, I look to... Uh, to do more substantive tasks in that amount of time. Uh, yes, it's pretty, but I'm kind of viewing this as six hours uh, with enforced breaks uh, between um, airports and trains and platforms and all the rest of it. <clears throat> so six hours, um, and I'm thinking that, uh, yeah, looking through the various different projects, papers, things I've got on the go, um, and I'm going to zoom in on a, <coughs> a paper I've got due. Um, we're presenting this at a conference next month. Um, and then submitting it to the peer-reviewed literature um, uh, after that, once we get some feedback from people. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I need to make sure I've finished the analysis on this. So uh, I think the analysis is finished. This is the, the qualitative component I'm doing. Um, uh, my colleagues are doing the quantitative linguistic analysis. Um, but I need to, to just to check there's nothing else I need to look at from the qualitative perspective. So I'm going to systematically go through that. But um, uh, that's my systematic bit, which I'll do in the airport. Um, but uh, the imaginative bit I'm going to do as I'm driving. So um, just thinking big picture, what are the, the kind of the big questions I might love to answer from this data um, so this is a paper uh, about what made four star uh, in ref 2014 um, looking at high versus low scoring um, case studies from uh, from that database 
Uh, and I've been discussing it with uh, with people I've been training over the last few months, and um, and I was kind of racking my brain to think of some of the most interesting questions people have asked, um, and uh, the most uh, important answers people have wanted um, to to see, yeah, what could what could I do? Um, uh, and I'll pick that all up when I get to the airport. Um, and um, if there's not much for me to do in terms of additional analysis, then I'll focus on writing the paper. That's uh, the next that's thing I'll do um, and um, yeah I'm kind of thinking um, I've got some buffer in here so uh, in an ideal world I'll be done on that um, by the time I'm getting onto my train in Manchester uh, and that then gives me ample time to prepare for my meeting and sort the various emails and tasks that I identified um, yesterday but didn't do um, but of course, I'm giving myself a bit of buffer here because uh, when you're on a roll with uh, with writing um, or, or analysis, you need to just keep that ball rolling. So uh, uh, I may continue. I've got, I think, an hour and a half on the train. Um, I will see how that goes. Uh, but worst case scenario, I've got an hour before my meeting uh, when I get to Leeds uh, over lunch. And, uh, uh, and that's uh, more than enough time to prepare for my meeting and, um, uh, if nothing else, do the tasks that came out of my emails um, without uh, replying to them all. Um, but in an ideal world, we'll see. I'll maybe check in with you at that point again. Uh, I, I should have um, ideally actually gotten through the email uh, as well as done the tasks. Uh, but I'm usually over-optimistic uh, with this kind of stuff. Uh, the key thing that I'm trying to get across here is um, uh, is how I'm, I'm prioritising. So um, I've got time. Um, I've chunked that time up. Uh, I've identified a, a time where I can do something substantive uh, on a paper. Um, I've got two tasks. Um, uh, yeah, uh, that that fits. Uh, I've chosen that based on uh, priorities. That hey, I'm a researcher. Uh, I do research. Uh, I've got some uh, big, important tasks uh, to do. This has been a long-running thing. Um, and if you don't identify chunks of time like this to do those big tasks, then they'll, they'll never happen. Uh, and I'm trying not to let the pressure of email and all the things that I spotted yesterday that I need to do um, build up. Um, uh, I have a, a an emails. Uh, sorry, uh, a to-do list that I can email things into on Evernote. So yesterday, it was a few things I spotted. I thought, huh, I need to make sure I do that and I don't lose that in the depths of my inbox and I just forwarded it without you know, doing anything. So just forwarded it into my uh, inbox. Um, and actually, in most cases, I sent an email saying, yeah, spotted this, I'll do it um, and I'll get back to you by whenever. Um, so there's a bunch of those things, and um, uh, they're all fairly small things, but they need to be done. So um, I'll, I'll get on to them um, by uh, by lunchtime, if nothing else. But ideally, I'll have got through my email. But the point is, um, I'm not allowing that to dominate. I'm not thinking, right, you know what, when I get to the airport, I need to start getting through that big, long backlog. Uh, I'm continuing to scan, um, continuing to identify important things that need to be done, doing them immediately if they are really, really urgent. Um, uh, and uh, that, that, that reminds me, uh, that was a slight flaw in my plan yesterday after I left you. Uh, I gave myself those uh, two or three minutes to, uh, to do one final check uh, that there wasn't anything too scary going on in the email. And there was something very scary happening in the email. Uh, my uh, colleague from professional services um, uh, told me, yeah, we want you to submit uh, your uh, JESS form. So those in the UK will understand uh, as part of the funding process, there's a form you have to put in. Um, uh, and we want it in today, uh, not tomorrow. Um, so, uh, so, so yeah, uh, I had to sort that one out. Um, uh, but uh, my priority was I had to get dinner on the table for the kids because they'd missed their clubs if I didn't. So I started on it, uh, realised that I'd got about 10 minutes more to go and emailed her to say, look, really sorry about this. Um, I will get it to you before five. Um, but um, yeah, five at the latest, because uh, that's when I know she's going home. Um, and um, and she's like, uh, yeah, it's uh, for these guys to look at tomorrow. Um, so five is fine. Um, and um, and so, yeah, I, I managed to find 10 minutes between clubs on my laptop. Um, so it didn't uh, interfe- uh, interfere with anything. Uh, the juggle of, uh, of, uh, of, uh, of academic life and, uh, and, and parenting, um, the joys. 
but we got there in the end. And um, uh, and of course, for those of you who've read uh, the productive, Re- productive researcher, um, for me it's a really important red line that when I'm at home I don't work evenings. Um, uh, and so that's all I did after I spoke to you. Um, uh, and uh, I didn't look at my emails uh, again. Um, in fact, I haven't even looked at them yet this morning. I'll do that uh, my first kind of scan through when I get to the airport. Um, and uh, and so uh, so me and my wife uh, spent uh, some some time together. Um, we thought we might uh, do some research for our uh, our planned holiday in France, go and have a look at some of the cool stuff we might do. Um, but uh, the conclusion was um, we're going to take it in turns to be able to veto um, more creative things uh, if we're brain dead. My, my wife had a, a particularly challenging day, and she was like, "No, we just need to we need to, to, to diverge." So, um, Master Chef uh, was our, our solution. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, you're getting all of my bad TV taste as well as um, bad music taste in this in this episode. So uh, I, I feel refreshed. I managed to get an early night um, despite my early morning, and. Um, I'm going to go away and uh, do my thinking, uh, thinking tasks um, as, I, as I drive to the airport. Um, one other thinking task, actually, um, uh, if I've got time, uh, I've got a, a plan I'm hatching to turn a three-star paper into a four-star paper. So uh, that, um, uh, that workshop I was telling you about in London, um, uh, we're doing a stakeholder analysis, which is something I do on a regular basis. But I've been hatching a new way of doing stakeholder analysis over the last year. It's kind of been evolving in my mind um, and the idea is we're going to try out this new approach um, in London and see how that goes and that's the data for this paper um, but um, it's just one workshop I, I'm not convinced this is empirically good enough um, to to get us a, a really high quality paper so um, I'm thinking I've got a data source so uh, um, I've over the last year or so I've been training people in this new approach um, and um, and just kind of suggesting in addition to the sound of stuff you might want to ask this additional question and see how this goes and the feedback I've been getting is that this is actually a really useful additional question that does something very different and additional that you need to do in a stakeholder analysis um, so um, so yeah, I'm wondering, GDPR compliance, who can I get back to, who I've trained to ask? So did you go away and actually use this or not? How did it work? Um, is there a before and after sample that I can get from, uh, from people I've trained before and after I started introducing this new idea? Um, could I go back to the literature, find people who've done stakeholder analysis the traditional way? Yeah, I don't know. Let's have a think about this. Uh, in theory, we've got something that could be that um, that major methodological innovation. There's been no innovation um, in this method since the 1980s when it was first developed. Um, and uh, I think there's a strong theoretical argument as to why this is important and methodologically. My hope is we can prove that this actually enables you to do new and better things. Uh, so maybe there's a four-star contribution here. Um, and I clearly need a new four-star paper, so, um, so let's have a think. Can I can I do that? So uh, driving time, thinking time, it's always good. I, I enjoy. Um, so I'm uh, off to do some thinking, uh, and I will uh, check in with you again when I get to Leeds. So I've made it to uh, University of Leeds, uh, where I have uh, an afternoon's worth of meetings. Um, I am co-investigator on a project. Um, uh, that has an impact evaluation group. Uh, so uh, we give out funding as part of this project and um, it's all for generating impact. And, uh, and I've got to evaluate that uh, with a group of, uh, of colleagues here in, uh, in Leeds. So um, I, I uh, was uh, lucky enough to complete uh, all of the analysis that I wanted. Um, uh, I got uh, halfway through one particularly boring number crunching job uh, and realised that it was going to take up uh, the rest of the flight time if I didn't uh, do something about it. So I, uh, I asked my PA um, to, uh, to finish that uh, for me because it, it, uh, it was fairly basic stuff. So um, uh, that is outsourced and coming to me later this evening. Um, uh, I, I believe she said that she's working late tonight. So um, uh, we'll see what comes out of that. Um, 
And um, at the end of the day, I am here having completed that, uh, written a bit more of the paper that it goes into, um, and uh, I've gone through uh, all of the key things that were on my to-do list that had to be done by today, and um, and the things that kind of emerged from the email as being important things to do yesterday. Um, uh, I did, however, run out of time to then actually run through and read the, my emails properly, um, uh, which was my goal. Uh, I didn't quite get there yet, sadly. Um, uh, I did have some spare time, and I could have done that, but I decided that actually I've been having some problems um, seeing into the distance. And uh, I walked past an, eye, an, eye, uh, an optician and decided to, uh, to see if I could get an appointment. Um, so uh, some time well spent on my physical health uh, in the last couple of days. Uh, as well as my as about my mental health, and um, and there will be a new look Mark Reed coming to you with glasses um, very shortly. That's the plan. I've got to get them ordered. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, uh, I'm apparently uh, legal to drive, but only just. So uh, yeah, these things creep up on you. Apparently in your forties. Um, so there you go. Um, so, uh, so, so, yeah, I'm going to uh, get on with my meetings uh, now. Um, and, oh, yeah, I, I did manage to do my meeting prep. Um, uh, so uh, I left myself a slightly uncomfortable 20 minutes um, at the end uh, as a result of, uh, of the, an eye test, which took longer than I thought. Um, but, uh, but 20 minutes, uh, it turned out, was uh, entirely sufficient to make this, uh, make this happen. Uh, so um, uh, I'm going in uh, well enough prepared um, and uh, I'm looking forward to the rest of my afternoon. So I'm uh, still at University of Leeds and uh, I've just had uh, uh, the last meeting of, of the day with uh, a postdoc on one of uh, my projects, uh, Dr. Dylan Young. Um, and uh, at the end of our meeting, um, I, uh, I managed to persuade him to, uh, to, to spend a couple of minutes just telling us from his perspective what, um, what the productive researcher looks like. So um, uh, you got a copy uh, of the book when you started this position, I believe, from me. Um, we did some coaching around that um, over a period of months, um, uh, and and you really have tested this out to to see how it works. Um, uh, and what's interesting, I think, is that a lot of people say, "Well, yeah, Mark, but you're a professor. You've got teams of people doing stuff under you. It's easy for you." Um, uh, and as an early career researcher, I wonder what does this look like for you, Dylan? Uh, well. It actually has changed my way of working substantially. Um, actually, I, I came in late to academia, so I worked in uh, in a manufacturing environment before, and it was normal to work very long hours, and you know, usually sometimes at the weekend, sometime at the weekend. Um, and you know, people have said to me before that uh, you can be more productive by working less time. Um, and whilst you you can read about it and accept that those things um, can be true or you know were very possibly true, it's actually hard to change your, the way you work and to you know, to, to get your um, mental attitude around working that way uh, different. You know, so to, to do something different. Um, and for me, I think there were there's a couple of things which came together at, at the same time. There's there's the your your book uh, on productive research, and there's also a book called Deep Work by Cal Newport, um, and they both link together very well um, about prioritising, focusing, and uh, quite importantly you know being rigorous about the time you spend doing work and how you'll become less productive the more hours you you keep working um, uh, and I guess the other thing for me which really helped me to move into a, a different mode was that you were sort of you were very supportive of, of me doing that so I think it helps a lot um, to know that you're working for somebody who supports that 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 change. Um, for example, uh, we, we've talked about this before, but um, on most days I don't look at my email until lunchtime, um, and that's because 
I decide the night before what I'm going to get done on that previous on the next morning, um, and I know that I need to if I'm going to focus on it um, and get some work some solid work done on it then I don't need to be distracted and the way one of the ways for me to do that is is to not uh, get involved in email discussions and so I, I do that after lunch or just before lunch uh, and then into the afternoon um, yeah so it, it's it's still challenging um, and it's tempting to to stray back to old ways but um I have found when I have then wanted to do things or when I've needed to do things at weekends, it's because um, I've been keen to do them. Uh, so I, it's not as I don't work any extra time in the evening or at a weekend, but it's because um, I'm quite looking forward to doing it. So I don't think it affects my work-life balance uh, at all. And that's you know, that has definitely improved uh, since since sort of changing the way I, the way I work. Mm. Fantastic. Uh, it's really interesting just to, to get a sense of how this looks and feels from from your perspective and uh, and really just great to, to hear that it is working, that you feel you have much greater work-life balance and you have the, the confidence to, to do that. And at the same time, that that hasn't compromised your your productivity. Um, you don't have to take a hit in terms of the, the output when... Uh, when you when you decide to work less, uh, I am conscious of time. Uh, we both have a train to catch at this point, um, so uh, I think at this point we're uh, going to head towards uh, the station, uh, and then uh, I'm going to check in with you. Uh, I think uh, one last time uh, to conclude uh, this week's uh, podcast uh, from Glasgow, which is where I'm going next um, at the end of the day, and we'll see where we are then. Okay, so I'm not actually in uh, Glasgow yet, and I thought I would uh, do uh, one uh, final interim uh, penultimate uh, wee recording before uh, I, uh, I get there. I'm uh, currently walking to the train station, um, and uh, it's been a fairly intense day so far, I, I will say. Um, uh, the, the, yeah, I haven't actually had a proper break, but um, so yeah, I had my lunch uh, while I was doing my work, um, and the eye test wasn't really a break, but I've had multiple strolls between uh, different forms of transport and different venues and such like so uh, that's about as good as that bit of the day has gone um, but uh, but I feel energised uh, it's, it's been a positive day so uh, all, uh, all my meetings uh, went according to plan uh, as part of the walk um, I've been prioritising what I'm going to do when I actually get to my train. Uh, I haven't worked out how many hours I've got yet, but I get a good chunk of time between Leeds and, uh, and Glasgow. Um, and uh, the first thing uh, I will do is to scan my email because I haven't really done a thorough job of that yet today. Uh, make sure that um, uh, there isn't anything too scary going on. I will uh, check everything that my PA Maddie has sent to me and um, any others in my VIP list. Uh, I will, um, and then send emails to other people saying, yep, got your email, uh, I'll do this by whenever, um, and uh, stick that into my to-do list with the, uh, the date of the deadline that uh, I've told them I'll do the thing by. Um, uh, I, the idea is I will actually get through my email properly and reply to them all, but um, I'm leaving that to the end of the day with whatever energy I've got left at that point, uh, because uh, there's a bunch of things I need to... Uh, sort out from the meetings so a lot of actions um, and uh, uh, and so just the process of sorting through them all and working out okay which ones do I need to prioritise which ones can I stick onto my to-do list um, uh, so I've got the urgent ones that I have to go away and do and I'll do that as my second priority um, uh, one of those is uh, maybe not so urgent but it's an important one uh, one of the meetings I had was with some co-authors for a paper uh, so I'm going to try and uh, do those revisions while they're still fresh in my mind because it was a very inspiring chat. Uh, lots of uh, great ideas. Um, <clears throat> the next thing on my list, so um, yeah, uh, priority emails um, uh, and prioritising what's there, uh, followed then by uh, actions arising from our meetings. Uh, then uh, I've uh, still got a bunch of um, other things which I've uh, identified as I've scanned my emails, things that uh, people need doing uh, by today. 
Um, so, uh, what is it? I've got a progression report for PhD students. Um, I got an urgent email saying that uh, I got the deadline wrong, and it was uh, this uh, this week, not next week, that they were expecting it. So I said, uh, "Sorry, give me till the end of the day. I'll do it." Um, uh, undergraduate dissertation students looking for feedback on their survey design. So uh, I've gotten through half of it, but I didn't quite finish that earlier on. Uh, approbation form, yeah, the list goes on. Um, things that have to be done, and today. Um, uh, and, um, and then my final priority is uh, the stuff um, from my to-do list that has been stacked up, uh, in this case for a few weeks, um, with a deadline for tomorrow and, uh, and the key one. It's a, a report for the International Union for the Conservation of Nature. They've asked me to co-edit it. Um, uh, there are some, uh, some issues with it, so uh, I know where I need to look. Uh, what I need to throw in sort, that's a theory, but um, yeah, it could take a bit of time. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and then what time I've got left uh, from that um, will be for email. We'll see how we get on by the end of the day. Um, uh, so uh, for now, I'm uh, just arriving at the train station, so I'm going to uh, take uh, a break, uh, the first proper break of the day. Um, and uh, yeah, at least half an hour to eat some food. Um, uh, I'll uh, catch up on social media. Um, and uh, continue a conversation I've been having with my wife and children who are all very excited to see me in glasses. Uh, uh, I'm sadly disappointing them because I have to order the, the, the prescription. Um, so no images of, uh, of Mark in glasses yet, um, but they will come at some point, I, I promise you. Uh, okay, so uh, uh, I, will, I will catch you in, uh, in Glasgow. That will be my final one, so uh, more soon. So I made it to my hotel. Uh, it is 10.45, uh, so um, I uh, had uh, a particularly long day. So it's been uh, until 10.15 I got off my train um, and I figured, uh, you know what, I'm just going to work on this train because uh, it's too noisy to actually get uh, any, uh, any quality relaxation time. Um, and uh, my relaxation time um, is going to happen uh, in a moment when I finish recording this. Um, uh, I've got some noise cancelling headphones um, and, um, and this is still potentially um, productive time for me. Uh, now, uh, I'm fairly tired, so this is uh, not going to be time for doing any particularly deep thinking um, uh, or, or any kind of, yeah, really uh, substantive writing or anything like that. But um, I still have a very long to-do list and, of course, those emails that I've still not properly uh, got to yet. Um, so having a look back, um, uh, I'm reckoning I've, uh, I've worked about 12 hours today, uh, subtracting time for my dinner, the eye test, and the various micro breaks that I took uh, across uh, the day um, as, I, as I moved between transport and venues uh, and waited in queues and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, so, yeah, 12 hours, um, maybe 12 and a half um, max, and, um, uh, and yesterday, four hours, uh, maybe four and a quarter uh, max uh, that, that I, I did. Um, that's uh, subtracting my therapy session and the drive home, but uh, including the drive there because uh, I did a, a phone call uh, on the way. So um, uh, on average, uh, that's looking at um, just over um, eight hours, um, if I'm conservative on that. Um, and um, uh, this is about the longest kind of day that I do. Uh, I started early um, uh, in, uh, in the airport lounge uh, when, uh, when I arrived uh, in Aberdeen. Uh, and uh, I worked until I eventually arrived in Glasgow um, uh, this, uh, this evening. Uh, so I'm, I'm pretty much on target for uh, the 37 hours, uh, and you can begin to see how how that actually works. Um, now you may be sitting uh, thinking, well, you know what, what I just did was not that healthy, um, uh, and yeah, I could probably have taken um, some some more breaks, but um, uh, I was on a roll. Um, uh, I also had some fairly limited time at various points when I thought I might be taking a break. Um, uh, that was partly my fault for going and taking my test, but hey. Um, uh, but but for me that is possible because I had uh, a full eight hour sleep last uh, last night. Um, I, I will be getting uh, another full sleep tonight. I don't have to get up until eight tomorrow morning. Um, and um, 
I will, um, yeah, and I did all this, this kind of physical, mental health stuff yesterday as well. Um, uh, and, uh, and I kind of peppered through, through today with, um, with, with micro, um, uh, not meditation, but um, mindfulness type exercises um, as I was walking, as I was waiting, um, trying to just zoom out and not just get trapped in the melee of, of, of pressure of thoughts. Um, uh, and, uh, and I think that uh, the key thing here is resilience. Um, uh, and so it's possible to, uh, to cope very well with uh, a long day like, uh, like today, uh, when actually yesterday was uh, a very short day, um, and not just short, but, um, uh, but focusing on, on some really important stuff um, for my resilience. Uh, so for me, that was a combination of physical uh, health, looking after my mental health, um, spiritual practice. Uh, and I guess the question um, from me to you is, uh, what are the things that you are plumbing into your weekly, or in my case, monthly, when it comes to, to therapy sessions? But uh, on a regular basis, what are the things you're doing on purpose to make sure that you are resilient? Uh, so that uh, if you... Uh, need to do a longer day uh, like I did today. If you have a day where everything goes wrong, you get some bad news, um, uh, there's some kind of uh, failure uh, that, that comes up uh, that you don't crash and burn, that uh, actually, yeah, I'm, I'm still here. I'm, I'm swimming, I'm not sinking. Uh, it, it's all good. Uh, and I think we do need to think about this because life just takes over, whether it's home life and the, and the pressure of uh, looking after three kids at home, uh, whether it's um, uh, the, the to-do list that is never uh, complete. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, talking of that, I should say, well, um, how did I get on? Um, uh, and you're probably all wondering, did I ever get to my, uh, to my email? And, uh, and the answer is, well, yeah, most of it, actually. Uh, not all of it. Um, uh, and uh, it's there still, but I'm not allowing that to create a huge pressure of what are those emails that I maybe haven't seen properly yet. Um, they're there, and uh, maybe I'll get to them one day. Uh, and if I don't, um, uh, the ones from yesterday that, uh, that maybe won't even get seen uh, by tomorrow, and that's it, they've gone. Well, if they're important enough, I'm hoping that someone uh, somewhere will, uh, will get back in touch with me. Um, but, um, but, but, you know, it's, it's about loosening the psychological power that, that email has, because I think, the, for me, this is um, one of the, the key reasons why we don't, uh, we don't prioritise. Um, why is it that I can't get to the end of the, day, of the day without having seen every single email properly and replied to it all, uh, and the sense that there's kind of some bomb sitting there that's going to go off, uh, and it's ticking um, yeah, if I don't do it? Um, well, yeah. Uh, is the world going to end uh, if I haven't seen all my emails? Probably not. Um, but the point is I've got a system that means that I'm scanning everything, so I shouldn't, in theory, miss anything important. And when I don't have time to actually read it properly or do anything with it, then I'm sending this into my to-do system, I'm allocating a date to it, um, uh, or negotiating a date with the person, uh, stuff will get done. So. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not ignoring my email, um, and I think if I did, uh, all of my colleagues would uh, start jumping up and down, uh, rightly so. Uh, but I'm, uh, I'm making sure this is not the thing that is driving what I'm doing. It's my priorities that, uh, that are driving me. Um, uh, and so the rest of that to-do list, how does that fit with my priorities? These were mainly administration uh, tasks. Uh, well, um, uh, there was one thing on my to-do list for tomorrow, which was the, uh, the IUCN report. Um, I took a look at it and realised, oh, this is big. <laughs> um, it was a very, very long report. Um, and I realised, you know what, I do not have time or brain power to actually do this justice uh, at the moment. So uh, that is pushed to tomorrow. Well, the deadline was tomorrow, so hey, that's fine. I now know how big it is. I've uh, allocated a train journey to that. I stuck that into my diary um, to remind myself this train journey is for that report, Mark, don't forget. Um, uh, the other stuff, uh, well, this was um, yeah, my probation form, uh, doing some stuff for one of my undergraduate students. Um, uh, I, I've got uh, a marking deadline um, uh, to kind of tomorrow. Um, I should get it done by tomorrow, um, end of the week at the worst. Um, so... Uh, uh, that's that's also sitting there, and and yeah, my priority here is that for me the value that sits sits underneath my priorities is empathy, 
uh, and this is about uh, being an empathic researcher and colleague and teacher. Uh, so I empathise with those students, uh, that uh, dissertation student who's saying, I really want to send this survey out tomorrow, Mark, can you feedback on it today? Um, well, maybe that's an unreasonable uh, suggestion, but actually I said, yeah, I can do that. Uh, and I did that for him a bit later in the day than I thought, but, uh, but I did it. Um, uh, th those colleagues um, who are waiting for those forms, um, rather than making them wait for weeks and having them to waste time chasing me, uh, to say, well, okay, it's a form, it's maybe going to take me a few minutes uh, rather than, uh, than, than hours, but I'm sticking it into my to-do list system and making it happen on the day that you've requested it. Uh, and uh, and so you get to the end of, uh, of a train journey like that, and the majority of it was on bitty things, um, admin type things, uh, by by and large, um, which was all I, I was uh, capable of doing mentally anyway. Um, uh, but I used that time um, uh, usefully, and actually uh, by the end of it, I feel like yeah, I achieved something important that is actually taking me closer to being the kind of person that I want to be day to day, uh, and uh, and meeting my priorities. Uh, and as it happens, I also did um, spend uh, maybe half an hour, three quarters of an hour um, on a paper. Um, uh, there were a couple of, um, of revisions that, um, uh, some, that I wanted to do to a paper based on one of the meetings I had um, when I was in Leeds. Um, uh, in particular to a, uh, a diagram um, and uh, you know what it's like with these kind of things it was there, it was in my head um, uh, based on the conversation I need to get this on paper um, uh, but uh, it was uh, for, for a paper on evaluating impact um, so uh, I want to actually show that in a presentation tomorrow ideally so yeah, let's, let's, let's prioritise that uh, in among all of this stuff um, and perhaps that's the reason why I didn't get through all my emails. But hey, it was fun and it'll be useful uh, for, for tomorrow. Uh, and it's kept me kind of motivated and engaged uh, with, uh, with something a little bit more creative that uh, I did have brain power to, to do. So uh, the themes uh, that, uh, that I told you we'd uh, look at uh, in this episode, um, uh, values-based priorities and, um, uh, and mental health. Um, uh, I hope that uh, that these have uh, been implicitly clear throughout, um, as I've just said, um, uh, health, uh, whether it's mental health or physical health, uh, it's about balance, it's about getting rest, it's about doing the things that are most important to you, putting those things, um, uh, putting those things first, um, uh, including my family, including uh, my, my resilience. Um, uh, the the values-based priorities, um, well, I hope this hasn't come across just as a fairly boring list of Mark telling him, telling us what he's doing and listing all of his jobs. Um, uh, I'm not trying to get sympathy um, or, or provoke envy or anything like that. I, I am trying, when I discuss these lists, to show you how I prioritise and reprioritise again and again throughout my day. Um, and I'm keeping an eye on those priority lists. Um, and uh, I, I'm... Uh, evoking the values that are behind them to decide what actually is the priority rather than just the most urgent and important to-do list item and putting that first so that I remain engaged and motivated and inspired. Um, uh, and again, you get that positive feedback. I'm engaged, I'm motivated, I'm inspired. Uh, and therefore, I do say no to the psychological pressure of just trawling through my emails. Uh, and by contrast, uh, there's a really significant difference. Um, uh, the traditional approach of, well, I open my emails and I work through them all one by one and I do the tasks as they arise, uh, maybe just putting off a few of the urgent, sorry, sorry, a few of the bigger ones. Um, well, yeah, it doesn't uh, actually get the, the, the important things done. Um, uh, and it's a bit haphazard. And I get this feeling at the end of the day that I'm spending the whole life on email um, serving everyone else's priorities and never ever getting to anything that's important to me. Uh, I think that uh, when you uh, do prioritise in this way and it's, it's linked to your values, then the great thing is I get to the end of my day uh, and I look back at an entire train journey and I don't think, man, I could have spent that writing a paper. Um, uh, but I think, you know what, that was time well spent. Uh, that admin, um, that marking, that whatever it is that, that you're doing that, that might demotivate you, you're saying, no, this is why it is important. I get to the end of my day with a warm glow because I've enacted my values, I've done important things, I've, I've met my priorities. 
Uh, and on Friday, um, uh, when I have uh, a day working from home, um, and I'm fairly unproductive, as is highly likely this uh, this coming Friday, uh, I don't beat myself up and say, "Man, that entire day, and how many hours did you work? And uh, and and what did you do? Wasting time doing this or that or the next thing?" And actually, no, that wasn't wasting time. I was focusing on my physical health, on my mental health, on my family, um, on things that are of fundamental importance to me, uh, and I'm building. <coughs> resilience now uh, as I move into my weekend um, uh, and, uh, and as a result of that resilience I'm able to move into my weekend having not completed everything on my to-do list, having sent a few emails to a few people saying I'm really sorry can I get this to you on Monday um, uh, or making some kind of plan B if, if need be because actually taking my weekend off is important. <coughs> um, uh, and uh, and so so for me, I, I'm reflecting on the on the last two days. This has been two days in my life, um, and uh, and the the value uh, empathy um, and my 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 research priority, which is um, which is impact. I feel like yeah, uh, I've I've gotten closer to to those things. Uh, I've gotten substantially further with a paper that um, is all about impact. Um, and yeah, I've maybe not done any research impact, but uh, I've recorded this podcast, and uh, and for me that uh, is uh, a tick in the box. I've done something um, uh, these last two days that has hopefully made a difference to someone. Well, I'll let you be the, the judge of that. So um, it is now time to relax, um, uh, have a good book, uh, have a glass of wine as well, and. Uh, I'm going to, to go and chill, um, and uh, I will finish it here. So wherever you are, I hope uh, you're going to get some time to chill. Uh, if not right now, uh, depending on where you're listening to this, um, uh, then uh, you're, you're plumbing this in. You're, you're deciding, yeah, how do I carve out that quality relaxation time? How do I create that resilience uh, in, in my week? Um, uh, and whatever it is that you're going on to next, um, I hope that um, uh, somewhere um, in, the, in the day uh, or the hours uh, ahead of you, uh, you uh, are able, based on this, to make some time, even a small amount of time, for something linked to your values that is, for you, a priority. <laughs>